Chime in, anytime. <laughs> oh no, I'm enjoying this far too much. Haven't you ever seen a rare hairless Wookiee before? Oh. Always remember I am Always remember I am not a Wookiee. Hello there, and welcome to episode 50 of Distant Echoes. Fitty! Fitty, 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 fitty. It's a fitty, fitty. Fitty, fitty, fit, fit. And what was I saying? Oh, yeah, we're a Star Wars podcast where we travel through the galaxy on our 50th episode, watching each episode of every Star Wars TV series for our 50th episode in whatever order we please on our 50th episode. I'm Cass. Uh, <laughs> and I'm your other host, just call me Jabba. Yeah. Also known as Tommy. Is that your real name? You don't look like a Jabba to me. <laughs> anyway, we're on our 50th episode. Woo! Yeah. No, I was just thinking about how uh, it's wild that we've done 50 episodes. We've covered more than 50 episodes of TV shows on Absolutely. this podcast because we've been doing multiple episodes and arcs and things like that at a time. So We're doing I didn't it get, again. I didn't get the exact numbers, but uh, it's really cool. At I'm, least three times what we've probably had episodes of. Yeah. Some of them are like two. Some of them are like four. Let's call it 2.33333333. Two you know, not to confuse anything any further what we're doing. Just yelling numbers 50 and three over and over again. But yeah, no, it's cool. And so honestly, we probably have talked about maybe like 100 episodes of TV, maybe not quite that many, because um, there were, we did do some like ones and twosies, but no, it's cool. F- episode 50, we've had, I've had fun doing this. Um, and That's then... all right. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just joking. I always tell people who don't understand why I have a Star Wars podcast that don't, or like, what? there's just some movies. How do you talk about, how do you keep talking about Star Wars? And it's, <laughs> I'm like, well, you know, it's a fun thing to do with my partner where we like, are somewhat forced to have a conversation with each other for for an hour and a half, which is something that we do. But that like, sounds so bad. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> I don't think people have like really in depth conversations no, about things they're consuming with their partner for an hour and a half every two weeks. I would say that probably doesn't happen. Yeah, I I, I think so. That we're probably like more. Uh... I mean, we also just like go on random tangents and stuff like that. Exactly. So. We're probably going on more than 50 random tangents. So, And I'm kind of injecting Beyond the Outer Rim right now, but it's nice to be able to have con- deeper conversations with you like this because sometimes we're just playing Baldur's Gate back to back, yelling at each other over our headphones going, what'd you say? What? Yeah. What are you doing? <laughs> what'd you? Are you talking to me or are you talking to a character in the game? Because that's what we've been doing for the last week. It so been. It it's been, been amazing, though. It's been good. And we've also, I think, on that same tangent, but related to the to the pod, we also have rediscovered Star Wars Rebels, which we've been talking about like forever of how, how we've not finished it. Yeah. And we finally... Mostly we finally finished mostly it? finished it. We, we, we skipped ahead to a few episodes. Yeah. Um, we're going to f- watch the whole uh, final season, but just needed to know 
what happened. And realized how important it is to know what happens for this new TV show. So we'll talk about that at the end of this because it's, yeah, we were both just baffled at how much ended up happening in the last, I don't know, 20 minutes of Rebels that is like directly impacting what we're going to see in Ahsoka. So... That's what we're going to be doing in this episode. We're actually going to be talking about yeah, which the two-parter. Are we talking about so we're talking, yeah. So we're talking about the two-parter at the end of Rebels, not the very end, but very close to the end. Um, no, I'm lying. We're actually gonna... doing season two, but season two, these specific episodes and what happens in these specific episodes comes back very distinctly at the very end of Rebels. So we're talking episode. 21 and 22 mm-hmm. correct of season two it's called twilight of the apprentice twilight of the apprentice and actually before we even jump into uh before we actually even jump into the cast and crew since this is i mean we've mentioned rebels on the show before we've never actually covered an episode we've talked a lot about kind of how in our, in our last couple of episodes since we we're t- talking about the the finale of the clone wars and where rebels kind of sits in that kind of timeline rebels actually premiered it premiered uh, on the disney channel originally in october on october 3rd 2014 um and it had kind of like a two hour premiere with spark of the rebellion being that first episode there's a lot of parallels in the kind of the finale of rebels with the beginning of rebels of kind of like the look at lothal um and and it follows the crew of the ghost Mm -hmm. which we'll go into some of who those individuals are which um is sabine wren harrison doula the pilot um kanan Jairus, who is the uh, kind of reluctant Jedi. And we have talked about um, her and him a little bit because of Bad he's Batch. been in Bad Batch. Um, this is where everything starts just like crossing over. You've seen him a few times in Clone Wars as well. He's... I thought we did. There's, there's, there's a, a Oh, you're right. There's a tiny... hollow. There, he sh- no, there's a moment where he is a child with his master that's, training that's, and Ahsoka's there. There's there, he's uh, does appear on a hologram, but that was that was it. I'm pretty sure he's not in like the. Um, I'm gonna debate you on that. I'm gonna find that and we'll we'll come back it. later because I'm pretty sure um, there's an episode where Ahsoka is training with Yoda and Anakin comes in to talk to her, or take her away from training, and um, he is sitting in the like bleachers watching her with his with his master. I that might be. Um, Tales of the Jedi, actually, that you're thinking of. That might be. But, hey, it happens. Uh, I think the only time he shows up in Clone Wars is in Season 7 in, like, a hologram. That's, like, the only appearance that he has. Okay. But I think, I think, I'm pretty sure what you're thinking of is Tales of the Jedi. (laughs) Okay. I could be wrong. Okay. We'll see. Anyway, okay. I don't know why I'm so adamant about this this thing that I think I remembered vaguely for like five. We're months, we're off to a rock and so, start on episode yes. fifty. Um, but anyway, I uh, just to kind of jump back a little bit. It, it so like I said, it premiered in 2014 on the Disney Channel. It eventually moves over to Disney XD. Um, at at some point, that's really not that important. Um, but just kind of like. I think Clone Wars, it had it gained popularity once it reached streamers and streaming services and things like that. And I think it has much more of a higher cult following. All right, you're right. I knew I was. I have much more oh of a... Oh, my God. <laughs> so mad. I'm not mad. I didn't... You... I... 
I didn't specifically mean he wasn't in Clone Wars, which is what I did say if you roll back the tape. But what I was meaning, what I was meaning to say was that we do see him as a child in other media other than Bad Batch, which is what you said. So yes, you were right, and I was wrong. Okay, let's keep going. I might just have to do this whole part. No, no, uh, no I was just—it's it's just so funny. Um, no, this is what we do. This is what we do. We just get our facts incorrect all the time. That's what we said when we started doing the podcast. It's impossible. Fifty episodes. Right. Fifty episodes ago, we said we're going to be wrong most of the time, and I think we've actually lied because we've been right a good chunk of the time. So well, this time um, you were right. Okay, we have Fine. to. <laughs> You're so you're so upset right Continue. now. You're so upset. Continue. It's okay, little Caleb Doom. <laughs> little Caleb Doom. Little Caleb Doom. <laughs> I don't know what that is. Um. Anyway, uh, <laughs> yeah. So, uh, much like Clone Wars, Star Wars Rebels, you know, animated series, it also had much more of a following once it hit streamers. Um. And I think it has a bigger following today than it probably ever has. Um, it kind of has, you know, a very fervent. Th- Whereas, like, I think Clone Wars generally is received pretty positively amongst the Star Wars fans of like Star Wars animation and fans of Star Wars television and shows. I think Rebels is a bit more divisive. It has a much more distinct art animation style, and it also, I would argue, skinny lightsabers. They have the skinny lightsabers. I would also argue, I think the animation style maybe cuts a few more corners than like Clone Wars even did. Yeah. Um, and, you know, I think it probably, and, and, and this is just me guessing, but I think it might have been like more cost effective methods. Um, you know, it doesn't really have, it definitely doesn't have the polish of like later Clone Wars seasons. Oh, for sure. Um, just because, I mean, those were produced as we talked about much later. Um, but I think that the characters are very, very, they're very, very interesting characters. Um, and I think the storyline, um, I don't think I even finished talking through the whole of the, the ghost crew. So we have Hera, we Sorry. have Sabine, we have, uh, Zeb, uh, uh, who is Zeb Aurelius? Is that how you pronounce his name? Um, uh, yes. his first name is not just Zeb. It's not just it's Zeb. It's Aura yeah. Zeb, I think. Yeah. Um, See, again, we're just wrong all the time, so it doesn't really matter. Mm-hmm. Um, and then also Ezra Bridger, uh, who joins the crew in kind of the first episode, right? And it's much more, I think, lighthearted when it first starts out. Absolutely. Very much similar to how Clone Wars was. More of a um, kid's show-esque kind of feeling. Yeah. And it also... Oh, and Chopper, of course. We have to mention Chopper. Um, Our murder child. Yeah, who is one of our favorite droids. Um, but no, I think all of the characters, I love all of these characters. Yes. Uh, I think they do a phenomenal job of making these characters feel really like a uh, found family, which I think is one of the reasons why, for a lot of folks, this is a very, um, this is a show that's very easy to grasp onto, right? Because it is it, like all, none of them began together, right? No. Like none of them began their journey together. They all kind of ended up together along the way. And they're, as the story progresses, they kind of get split off on their own, but it all kind of comes back in the end to that kind of, we're all a family, we're all in this together kind of thing. And it, including like the the title of the finale is like, you know, uh, I believe it's family reunion and farewell, mm-hmm. which, you know, we can, we can touch on kind of where the show leaves at the end. We're not going to dive too deep into that episode, but um, 
again, kind of getting back to the whole purpose of us doing this, Ahsoka, at, for all intents and purposes, really looks like it's going to be like season, like a continuation season of the Rebels story. Season five of Rebels, yeah. honestly. So like... Very, very, very closely, like right on the coattails of the end of Rebels. Right. See what happens. There are literal moments in the show that are happening in the trailer that we see. We also have, of course, um, your favorite villain, Thrawn, who Mm. is kind of the main villain in Star Wars Rebels. Is he your favorite villain? I don't know. I'm torn between Maul and Thrawn. I love them both so much. Which is uh, interesting. They're both very similar in different ways. Yes. Um, and also because they're both like, they're like these like. One's blue, one's red. <laughs> of course, that's what I was going for. <laughs> no, they're very like villains you can root for, which is yeah. like hard to, yeah, hard to like really master. Mm-hmm. Um, also, they're kind of the, uh, they're on the the cusp a lot of the times where it's like, are they going to stay villains? Are they doing this? Mm-hmm. You know, and I think part of the reason that for that for Thrawn is because in like the Thrawn books, it's from a lot of it is told like from his point of view or not his point of view, but like it follows him. It follows him. And I think the narrator is very biased towards Thrawn. So like, I think it colors him in a different light. Um, anyway. What's also really interesting, uh, the book that I'm on right now um not heir to the empire, the second one of that trilogy, where he's um, doing some reconnaissance and doing some work on behalf of Palpatine with Anakin. Well, with Darth Vader at this point, um, Anakin was destroyed by Darth Vader, as we all know. Um, anyway, if you look at the timeline of that, it literally had this is literally the book is happening right before Rebels happens. And so a lot of what you see, Gracie has a lot to also say about Thrawn, if you can hear her in Gracie the background. Gracie loves, loves she, her some Thrawn. She loves some Thrawn daddy. Um, anyway, it happens right before Rebels. And of course, if, if you start reading the Thrawn books, which I highly encourage you do, you end up seeing a lot of the characters that are in the books in uh, Rebels. So, mm-hmm. like, um, Governor well, Price is a big character. You actually get to see her whole backstory, like how she came to Lothal, how she became the governor. Yeah. Um, and all the sabotage and all the stuff that she did to get where she is. Um, so that's pretty interesting. And Lothal is actually a, a remotely large quantity of the books um, and where it takes place. Yeah, so. and that's, that's true of the show, too. So Rebels takes place. Um, that was one thing I was going to get to as well, was the show Rebels really follows around the, the, the location of Lothal, which is a planet that we've never really encountered before. Um, there's a lot of, like, Zeb is also a race that we've never encountered before. Yes. Before this, and we learn a lot about his people. Um, and it's, it, it's like, it, it takes place during kind of, like, the uprising, right, mm-hmm. of the Empire. The Empire is, like, really starting to, has really started to come to power at this point. Um, and Lothal is almost kind of like this, like, testing ground for the, the rebellion, right? Like, that's... The name of the show is Rebels, so it's really the the and the name of the first episode is Spark of the Rebellion. So, <laughs> you know, you're really getting kind of like the the rise of the Rebellion story once again. Absolutely, um, which is interesting because Star Wars tends to do that a lot, and which... we see some of the Rebellion characters yeah. from the very beginnings. For example, there's a whole little um, there's a whole episode with Leia, um, yep. who's much younger. Uh, Saul Guerrero cool. makes an appearance mm-hmm. uh, or a couple of pe- appearances in Rebels. A lot of, uh, obviously, a lot of Clone Wars characters kind of carry over. And, th- and the one thing I was going to say, so about the Thrawn books, 
I, I think those were written after Rebels happened. So, like, I think sure. they, I think that, like, obviously they had kind of like the story in place. And I think it is really cool that, so Thrawn in the quote legends lore was a big character in Timothy, Th- Timothy, eh, why can't I say his name? Timothy, Timothy Zahn's um, heir to the Empire trilogy, right? He was the main villain there. Mm. And so I think that, I think Dave Filoni was just like a huge fan of yeah, those. He's awesome. And it's really cool that we're getting those kind of mm-hmm. brought back. And we've also talked about how the culmination of this era of Clone Wars, this era of Clone Wars, this era of Star Wars mm-hmm. is going to be a Dave Filoni movie. And the title of it is Heir to the Empire. So yeah. anyway, we've gone off on like a lot of different. There's so many threads tied up in yes. what Star Wars Rebels is. I think the important thing here, um, as I was talking about with Ahsoka, Ahsoka does kind of make her way. I don't believe her first appearance is until either late season one or season two. So she comes in and she is fulcrum. As we know, she's not the only fulcrum. Fulcrum is a moniker that a lot of rebel um, kind of tangent, tangential, like rebel uh, soldiers or rebel like um, information gatherers use. Um, and there's another character who we see as fulcrum um, named Callus, who becomes a great Agent character Callus. that I love with his cute sideburns. Um, who is a character who initially is on the Empire side, but then is turned. And becomes Fulcrum. But then Ahsoka also takes on this name uh, as an informant. So Ahsoka is the first Fulcrum. Yes, yes. Right? Like, she is the first Fulcrum. So Callus is the second, essentially. Yep. And basically, where we get to um, in these episodes, something happens with Ahsoka. And so she can no longer... She no longer is Fulcrum. Yeah. And that's when Callus kind of takes up the moniker. Mm-hmm. Um, there's not really much I think that you need to know in the lead up to these episodes other than just kind of like who the characters are. And yes. also like the story really is of this found family tr- basically being at the birth of the rebellion. We also see um, the trajectory of the Inquisitors, Vader's mm-hmm. kind of um, soldiers that go out, these force sensitive soldiers that go out to assassinate Jedi, the last remaining Jedi after Order 66, which of course we see in Kenobi. Um, and we see them a lot. We've talked about them a lot in Visions. Um, and we see the Inquisitors quite extensively in this lead up to the episodes that we're actually going to talk about today. So um, a little bit of the summer story kind of before I go into the cast and the, and the writers in this is the fact that... Um, this is kind of a culmination of a, like a few other episodes, like I said, that get to this point where they're trying to figure out how to get rid of the Inquisitors, essentially. Um, there aren't many Jedi left, but clearly, you know, Ezra has been training under Kanan and Ahsoka has been kind of in and out assisting them. And every now and then we'll see another Jedi, I feel like, at some intersection. But for the most part, you know, everyone's scattered to the four winds and these Inquisitors have been constantly hunting them down, trying to kill them. So... As far as the cast goes for this, and I'll I'll go over the summary as well um, at the top of this for this these two episodes. Yeah, and they really are just one long episode. Yeah, kind of kind of very much like the mm-hmm. how cl- the last Clone Wars episodes we talked about. It's very very much the same thing. Yes. So Ezra, Kanan, and Ahsoka arrive at Malachor, a seemingly dead world and home to an ancient Sith temple. But they are not alone. Paths cross, destinies change, and fates are fulfilled. And this is truly a turning point for the show i feel like in terms of it getting um not just like the plot thickening but also just like darker and 
really propels us towards what we're going to see in the finale and also what we're going to see in Ahsoka. Ahsoka. It also is, we just had a conversation with one of our friends and it's really interesting. They talked a lot about where season three is when you get the very interesting applications of the force yes that um i think i think probably i think some folks um i don't know where they land on how if they like them or not i can't remember if we we talked about that but um and force wielders that are force wielders Jedi or yeah. Sith, or just force sensitive creatures like mm-hmm. um it like it's very interesting applications that we've never seen before i am a huge fan of that kind of stuff i love it personally um and we'll talk a little bit more when we talk about how the one the storyline of this kind of culminates at, at the end of the show essentially at the end of rebels but um you do get to start to see some of that too also i want to call out ezra is we talked when we it's funny when we've been talking a lot we we do this a lot where we combine like children <laughs> into like like we, we like think about like who is combine children what i mean is like we'll think of like one child in like a star wars thing and then think about them in a certain like i think when we talked a lot about omega we were thinking of like ezra some of the times of like oh like oh yeah the yeah animal omega sensitivity. is like yeah, yeah sensitive to animals but like ezra is truly like the yeah. one who is like has yeah. Uses I mean, the f- she has her moments too, and so does um, Grogu for sure. Yes, it's but it is a a less explored, oh, sure. yeah, kind of use of the Force until you really get to Rebels. Absolutely. So quickly going over the casting crew for this, we have uh, Taylor Gray, which is his premiere role is of course Ezra Bridger. Um, that is like the big voice acting role that he's known for. Um, we have Freddie Prince Jr. as Kanan Jarrus, Woo! which is so awesome. And a special shout out in this episode because his wife, SMG, Sarah Michelle Geller, <laughs> also known as Buffy the Vampire Slayer, is the seventh sister, one of the Inquisitors that he gets to fight in this episode. So that's it's, really neat. It's very cool that both of them are like Star Wars characters yeah. in this. And I will say, I know we're going to talk about like some stuff that we hope for for Ahsoka. I'll just say right off the bat. I... I know everybody wants Anakin Force Ghost, and I think that would be cool too. We want a Freddy I Prince want Jr. fucking Freddie Prince Jr. Oh, yeah. as Kanan, like so bad. Yeah, Kanan, I mean, he'll, Kanan he'll is be my a ghost, favorite but... fucking Jedi. Like he is my really? favorite Jedi. Who's mine? We we've had this exact conversation I'm you before. To see if you know, and I always end up waffling and forgetting. I it's think I said Jedi, not not ah- Ahsoka doesn't count. Yeah, no, that's why I, I don't ever name Ahsoka. She's my favorite character, but not. Yeah. Um, I want to say that it. I mean, I think last time I said Obi, but it's Obi. Okay, yeah. that's what I thought. <laughs> it's Obi. I just love him. Uh, Chopper is played by none other than Dave Filoni, of course. <laughs> so silly, like amazing. Ahsoka is Ashley Eckstein as usual. Uh, Matt Lanter is Anakin Skywalker. Who we've had before, we but do also get a slight voice of Anakin. Well, we also get James Earl Jones playing Darth Vader, which can is I great. Just say to the skinny. Well, we'll we'll talk about we'll it. Talk but skinny about Vader sk- is like so weird to me. But. It is very strange. Yes. Um, other characters that we've heard of before that are also in this episode: Sam Witwer is uh, he's credited as the old master slash Maul, which we'll talk about as well. Um, D. Bradley Baker as Rex, who we see momentarily at the beginning of this episode. We also have, in terms of Inquisitors, we have Robbie Damon as the eighth brother. Um, he plays Dorian Storm in Critical Role. Uh, he's also the character Chai in High Five Rush, 
which I know you played oh, yeah, yeah, momentarily. Yeah. Oh, cool. But he also plays voices in Diablo 4, Demon Slayer. He's also Peter Parker in the 2017 series of Spider-Man, the animated series. Um, and then the fifth brother is Philip Anthony Rodriguez, who is a little bit known more in the like live action TV drama series field um, in the company you keep SEAL team. Um, although he does do voices in Saints Row as well. And then there's Nika Futterman as the presence. Um, you'll recall this is the voice that calls out to Ezra when he puts the holocron, and it is Asajj Ventress. I was gonna say, yeah, I know who I know who yeah. Nika is. Yeah, mm-hmm. when I, we were listening to that, I was like, that's a, that's Asajj. She has such a distinct voice, it's and it's so... such a good voice. Okay, it's perfect that a night sister is like the voice of like the Sith temple. Absolutely, like, it yes. makes total sense. Not that like night sisters are have to be Sith, but like, no. it just makes fucking sense. Oh man, they do. They yeah. make such good choices yes, in do. these shows. Like, so God, excited. like it's so, t- it's yeah. like tiny shit like that. Like gets me so fucking pumped. It's like, so good. Let's go. Episode 50. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> no, I'm in love with you. It's so cute. So I love you. Uh, our director, of course, is Dave Filoni. Our writer is Dave Filoni. We also have Simon Kinberg. He's a screenwriter and producer who serves as creator, writer, and executive producer of Rebels, but also did a lot of X-Men films, Fantastic Four, Logan, Deadpool. Um, so a, a huge writer, uh, Stephen Melking, numerous episodes of Clone Wars, uh, Resistance, and he wrote a lot, like over hundreds of dialogue in the Star Wars video games. So going into this, there's a lot of people who are very, very inundated with Star Wars lore, Star Wars characters that are writing this um, pretty massive and pretty heavy-handed episode. Yeah, and I will say, too, I mean, I think this... I think Rebels truly, truly is, like... I mean, it's, like, Dave Filoni's, like... Brainchild. Not it- brainchild, but, like, ba- like he really, like... He is, like, the... Dr- I mean, obviously, there's so many creative forces behind this, but, like, it really well, is, Clone like... Clone Wars was already kind of a concept, but this is, like, a truly unique concept of his mm-hmm. own well and, and clone wars you know? also too like was like lucas like george lucas yeah. like had a very played a very big role in making sure that clone War, like he was involved with like how like he even to i've read interviews where they said like george lucas wanted it to have like eight seasons and like you know story beats and stuff like that dave filoni like really learned underneath of george lucas working on that show and then i think this is where he kind of really gets to branch out and like really show his chops and um yeah. And again, I think these a lot of these are. I mean, Ahsoka is like really his character, and was he was able to like do such good, such good work with her, and then kind of this whole crew here. I did just want to call out too one thing. We're not talking about episode one of the uh, series, but one of the initial um, executive producers on season one was Greg Weissman. Greg Weissman is uh, a he's been involved with a lot of different projects, most notably like young justice, spectacular Spider-Man and, um, gargoyles. Um, Ah. yeah. So he's, he's kind of a, a well-known, um, just creative person in, in animation. And, um, he only was involved with the first season and then I think he departed after, I don't know specifically why. Um, but yeah, so I do just want to think, I do think that, you know, mentioning him is, I don't know. I don't know why I decided to mention yeah, him, actually. No. Just because I fucking wanted to. You know what? We can do whatever we want. It's episode 50. Episode 50. Whatever the fuck. Well, I'm going to go ahead and start getting into the plot of this big whopper. Once we drop out of hyperspace, we'll be going dark. Are you sure about this? Yes. 
Ahsoka, you don't have to go to Malachor alone. I could be there in two rotations. I'm not alone, Rex. You know, I could have ordered you to take me along. You don't exactly outrank me anymore. In my book, experience outranks everything. Hmm. Then I definitely outrank you. May the Force be with you. Why is Rex so worried? What does he know that I don't? Malachor has always been off-limits to Jedi. Why? Old legends. Stories told to us as younglings in the temple. There's always a bit of truth in legends. Um, which opens up with Rex corresponding with Ahsoka. Ahsoka's at the very beginning of this episode. Um, he has to join her on this mission that they've kind of gotten from Yoda. Um, it's kind of ambiguous, kind of strange. Um, Yoda has essentially reached out to them to say that he thinks that this Sith temple has um, knowledge that will assist them in getting rid of the Inquisitors for good, which is why they go there. Um, but it's kind of controversial in itself that they're going to Malachor. Um, Malachor was the site of a huge, like, battlefield, basically, between the Jedi and the Sith and the Sith temple that was there. And it's very fascinating. The whole entire planet is covered in like um, carbonite rivers that are like solid. And Malachor is not new by any means to Rebels. It's actually been shown in a lot of different places. Um, so I have a few different notes on this. Um, you know, they so they get there essentially. They touch down. Chopper's in the ship, and Kanan is like annoyingly like really down on chopper which pisses me off <laughs> in these episode in this episode like yeah. he's just like you can't do anything right and i'm like what the fuck why are you being so <laughs> shitty to chopper but whatever so they get there it's ahsoka kanan rex does not come with them and ezra also i just want to call out too so yoda i think um was is in the episode prior to this um he makes an appearance and i it's been a while since i've seen rebels yoda he weird it, looking. It's <laughs> it might be the most cursed Yoda. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Like, well, I don't know. It's it's one of the like. It's one of. I mean, it's just. Yeah. You know, he's pretty he's, cursed looking though. Yeah. He is like. It's not my. It's not my favorite. Yoda. <laughs> he's very cursed. <laughs> he kind of looks like Rook. A little bit. I mean, it, a, a lot of the characters look the same in, in Rebels. It's very weird. Say. They're like baby soft. Like, they're really weird, baby soft, smooth. <laughs> it's baby soft. Smooth. Star Wars, baby it's, soft. <laughs> baby soft, smooth, curse Yoda. It's just, yeah, it, it, there's uh, it, there's a lack of texture. You know I'm taking a picture of There's him. a lack of textures curse. in this show. Like so Photoshop him under your bed. <laughs> Here I am. Anyway, <laughs> eating your cat food in the middle of the night. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> that wasn't even his cadence. I don't know. <laughs> Whatever. Yoda, up. eating your cat food in the middle of the night. <laughs> I don't know. Yoda, <laughs> honestly, I will say. I can just see him as like a little gremlin running through the house and like going and eating the Just rem- like a slightly like off of- accent. <laughs> yes. I'm eating your cat food in the middle. Like, I will say that would be, that actually feels like it fits Rebels really Yoda. fucked. And is even creepier. Which is still fucked that he's telling them to go to this temple. Because again, it is fucked. It is cursed. And it makes sense. 
People will, like, listening to a lot of our recent episodes would think we just fucking hate Yoda. And it can't be further from the truth. I love the weird little, like, little weird little dude. But, But like. He he does make bad decisions sometimes. Anyway, they make a bad decision because they're going to Malachor. Um, Chopper actually detects another ship that is there, which we'll find out who that is later on. Um, But, like I said, I do have a few different notes about um Malachor itself. I was familiar with Malachor. My first thought was Malachor 5, which was the other name for Malachor in Knights of the Old Republic. So in Star Wars Legends, uh also known as well this one also known as Knights of the Old Republic, um Malachor 5 revealed that um this is where the final battle was between the Galactic Republic led by Revan and Mandalorian Neo Crusaders during the Mandalorian Wars. Um and then we also see, apparently, due to its infamy, Malachor was also invoked as a curse word. While contemplating his strategy for getting himself and his team of astromech droids off the desert world of Abafar, Colonel Mieber Gascon exclaimed that there was no way in Malachor that he would lead his ter- ter- team on an assault on the Separatist landing field. So yeah, it's just a bad place. We those just, are all Star Wars words. Yeah, we just don't want to go there. More importantly, Malachor actually, in this lore darth sidious took uh maul there when he was his apprentice and they traveled to malachor and sidious actually made him like inhale the ashes of all the dead people that were on the battlefield that is the most metal fucking he's like here hit up this dead corpse bong and and let's see some visions and so Miles like, sure, dude, whatever let's do it getting high off the ashes of the past (laughs) sith lords is like yeah. The most intense thing you can fucking do. So he shows him a vision of the battle between the Sith and the Jedi, first kind of like ramping um, Maul up and getting him angry. And then later on, they go back there during his training, and he shows Maul another vision in which Maul becomes a Jedi, but betrayed those he was helping. He like ends up killing, he's like having a feast with his brothers, his night brothers, and he kills them. And this is actually from one of the comic books. Um, but what a cool and crazy thing. Is like, it a what son a, of Dathomir? I think so, that, yeah. That arc, yeah. Um, and just a little note, being a Knight Brother, um, Maul's mother is actually the Knight Mother. Mother Towson? Yes, that is his mother, which I didn't connect to at first, but that's well, pretty insane. It seems like pretty it's just cool. a title, right? He's like a prince, though. Like, I yeah. mean, like, essentially, like, like Mother Towson is the, like monarch of the night sister she is like the the head of the matriarchy mm-hmm. so yeah kind of cool that there's god so much fucked yeah. up shit has happened to darth maul oh my god like, don't get me wrong dude's still like a bad got dude. cut in half and turned into a half spider centaur but like, when you think he's about, a drider essentially when you he's th- basically a dark elf it's true or like a, a like a drow kind of well or, dark yeah, yeah drow is a dark elf when you think about the fact that like Anakin turns into, like, the most brooding Sith Lord you've ever seen just because, like, I don't yeah. know. His wife died. Well, but before <laughs> that, really, even. Oh, yeah, Like, he gets true. all jealous and, like, yeah. and you're like, Darth Vader, or not Darth Vader, Darth Maul was, like, basically cut, well, not basically, he was cut in half, he left for dead. He was in half. Uh, taken from, you know, his, his like people. almost basically died like five times. Made to inhale the ashes of dead people, 
multiple times. Uh, yeah. Sidious just fucking hates him. And then him. just discarded him. He was like, like you're not worth it. You're like, good technically Lord. not supposed to have you even, but like whatever. Like Dude's like been through it. Yeah. So as they start to head through this temple, they actually encounter a uh, inquisitor. The eighth brother. He appears and starts like throwing explosives at them. Ezra, when he does that, Ezra, eg- eczema? <laughs> Ezra falls into a tunnel. Oh, wait, he's like kind of separated from the rest of his yeah. companions. And this is important because this is where he finds this mysterious old man. Why are you here? I'm not going to tell you that. You came for the same reason I did years ago. You seek knowledge. It's in the temple, isn't it? And I know the secret way to get inside, but but I'm too old. I, I, I need help to open the door. What's inside? Help me and find out. Show me this doorway. Please, this way. You first. Do you not trust me? I don't know you. Well, then let's change that. Call me Old Master. And you? Call me Jabba. Hmm. Come then, Jabba. But he's still fucking ripped. And this, like, hood turns out there's no reason to like not spoil it at this point it's very obviously darth maul we can I mean, see in the shadow his you know red as soon as like, sam witwer starts talking yeah and we you know see, it is. like the paint like the lines on his face but ezra doesn't know who this is ezra's never met darth maul he doesn't know who he is and so darth maul he doesn't know he knows that he shouldn't trust him he's like dude i just fell through a fucking sith temple that no one's been to this planet in years and there's this old man sitting in here like what the fuck although ezra, so, i will say it is very funny there's this old man and he's like holding his lightsaber to him like the whole time yeah like, he's just like well he's he like, doesn't Sorry, trust him he's i gotta like, get back to my fa- like my my family my friends are here i can't help you old man yeah like but he ends up helping him um but also, this is where he introduces himself as he's like to do as jabba that's what i was about to say um, yeah yeah so and and darth maul's like all right jabba whatever like Which and he knows funny. who jabba is because he worked with the syndicate he worked with all the crime lords he knows who jabba is he's like you're not a fucking slug we i know literally, you're like we literally in the the last episode talked about how like he was working with like yeah he was working with all the crime syndicates like he he fucking knows Jabba at this point so it's just yeah. very funny that it's like also how does how does Ezra know Jabba being from Lothal is my question maybe he but. just maybe it's just a name His that name he knows around, yeah, yeah whatever so what's interesting though is as they're journeying together Ezra is like trying to get information from him and Maul is actually somewhat honest with him aside from the fact that he doesn't say outright that his name is Darth Maul. He says that he's a force wielder, but he's not a Jedi. He also says he's not a Sith. So he says that, you know, he's somewhere in between. He says the Sith ripped him from his mother's arms, murdered his brother, and used him as a weapon, and then finally abandoned him. So like we said, he's had a really fucked up time of it. Yeah, all of those um, things Absolutely happened. happened. Um, and Ezra, you know, sympathizes for this, but um darth maul says that the sith temple contains the knowledge necessary to destroy the sith which is essentially why darth maul is here right he's come here because he has vengeance on everyone that has ever wronged him particularly he basically just wants to set off a bomb that kills literally everyone yeah you know he's, he's kind of like the joker at this point but 
with more well maybe not not like a boombox on his arm <laughs> can you imagine <laughs> like what the joker and batman and um uh, what's his fa- when what's his face is is um the joker he has a boombox and he's dancing around J- like the first joker yeah, from like yeah, the, the tv show no from the movie from um when uh the guy from the shining what's his name who plays him? oh oh jack nicholson yeah okay. well, jack nicholson is like running around the i was stuck on like more recent jokers like no and <laughs> sorry I like, I the first don't. one i thought is like i don't know um anyway on the flip side <laughs> on the surface chopper is trying to like keep the eighth brother grounded because he's like trying to escape and kanan and ahsoka are basically like fighting with the there's basically like a top side they're fighting with the one inquisitor while ezra's kind of like essentially goes through a very swift like master and apprentice training with darth maul without even knowing it Whoa. A place of worship for some, to others, an engine of destruction. But at its heart, our pride. How do we get in? Two must lift these stones. No more, no less. That is the way of the Sith. You seem to know an awful lot about them. To defeat your enemy, you must know your enemy, even practice their beliefs. Yeah, my master wouldn't approve of that last part. Then he is doomed to fail. Maul is very clearly trying to get him to um, imbibe the Sith. Like, even though he wants to destroy the Sith, he's very much training him as his apprentice now in a very Sith way, right? Like, they get to this part where there's like this elevator and the only way to get up the elevator is by two. And he's like, there's only, you know, the rule of twos. You can only have two. They get up there, and then there's these set of doors that they have to use. And, you know, again, Maul is not with the Sith anymore, but he's still using the precepts because that is the way you need to get into the temple. That's the way you... He's, like, training his apprentice to get through the temple with him. And he makes Ezra invoke his anger and frustration to get through the rest of the temple. So he's, like, very quickly, like, rapid pass getting him through this training essentially, to become his apprentice. Yeah, there, this is kind of like, it's the first meeting between Ezra and Maul, and, and after this episode, they're a little bit more linked. Right? Oh, for like they, sure. They sh- he, Maul shows back up a few more times in Rebels, mm-hmm. um, and is, is, for a specific reason, very linked to Ezra. And I think that this is a very, you know, the first time I watched this episode, I was like, Oh, this is like, so this makes total sense to me. Like it's, you know, he's just, he's doing, you know, kind of the normal thing that, uh, you know, happens to a Jedi where they mm-hmm. have to kind of go through the, tra- this is kind of Ezra's going in the cave. Moment, Absolutely. Right. Yes. Like, you know, journey to the cave or whatever the Joseph Campbell, um, hero's journey thing is. But, um, more than that, it's his like facing the dark side too, right? Yes. Like it's his, his like temptation towards the dark side. Um, but the, the second time around watching this, I was like, it felt a little, I was like, this feels so weird for Ezra, but I guess they already built up. I think it's probably because we didn't rewatch the entire show leading up to this, but they were building up like his contention, I think, with Kanan a little bit through his training. And so I think that's, that plays out a lot here where mm-hmm. like Ezra's frustrated with Kanan, uh, Kanan's frustrated with Ezra as mm-hmm. like Kanan very much feels like he was thrust into the role of teaching Ezra and didn't really want it. Mm-hmm. Um, and later on, you get a moment where, you know, Ahsoka and they, they end up c- coming back together. I know I'm jumping ahead a little bit. I can get to this really, yeah. very quickly. So essentially what happens is they get the holocron. Um, the holocron like 
there's this moment, there's this momentum that is that is like pulsed out, and Ezra falls. Darth Vader like looks. Oh, sorry, not Darth Vader. Maul looks like he's going to just grab the holocron out of Ezra's hands, but he doesn't. He takes him and pulls him up as well, and they're reunited with Kanan and Ahsoka. And Ahsoka's like, "What the fuck? Why are you with Darth Maul right now?" And Kanan's like, "Ezra, that guy is totally evil. Get away from him." But Ezra is skeptical, and he's like, he. He wants to help us. He wants to destroy the Sith as well. And so he forces them to kind of make a pseudo alliance with Maul at this moment when they're fighting the Inquisitors. And the eighth brother has um, called upon the seventh sister and the fifth brother to assist him with fighting these people that are in the temple. So I don't know if that gets you to where you were going to go. Yeah, it essentially does. I mean, that's where as they after the fight kind of breaks out. They have to ascend the temple, and that's where the like the two, only two people on the elevator at a time yeah. comes into play, which still doesn't really make sense to me. But uh, I guess you whatever know, it just knows it gives them all a moment to talk more to Kanan and and kind of convince well, first, him. Uh, sorry, Ezra, and convince say, him to become his apprentice. Which to that point, when Ezra goes up with um, Ahsoka, he literally says to Maul, or he literally says to Kanan. Oh, you mean my apprentice? And they're like, what the fuck? Like, <laughs> you said when as oh, I see when the other two go up together and Kanan yes. and Maul go up together. Yes, I he's see. like, yeah, my apprentice. And they're like, what? <laughs> so, yeah, so at first when it's Ezra and Maul on the lift, that's when, you know, he's he, they're kind of having their moment and Ahsoka says to Kanan, he'll be fine. Yeah. How do you know that? Because you taught him. I think that like helps Kanan kind of become like lean more into the master because we have to remember Kanan, aka Caleb Doom, was only a Padawan. Yeah, and much much like um like some other folks that are are force sensitive and in Ahsoka herself too. Ahsoka, this is a point of contention. Just as an aside, the Ahsoka show there was like a release of like the 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 detail page and they refer to um. They refer to uh, Anakin as former Jedi Master Anakin, and it's like, he wasn't a Jedi Master, and they refer to Ahsoka as former Jedi Knight, and she was not a Jedi Knight. No. Like, and it's like, Disney, what the fuck? Like, I know it's like minor shit. You know it, you know. But like, it was just very much like a thing where it was like, Ahsoka never finished her training to become- Anakin tried to convince them to make him a master, but they did not do that. Um. It, but but anyway, in, in terms of where she's at in her journey, she was really just at the end of her Padawan training mm-hmm. when she left the temple. Um, and so she is at the age of like what she would be to be a Jedi Knight at this point. Mm-hmm. Um, Kanan, same thing. Um, but and I think Kanan would be a little younger than Ahsoka. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think so. Mm-hmm. Definitely is a little younger than Ahsoka. So like he's really just like would only just be coming to Jedi Knighthood as well. But he's yeah. having to train a Padawan. I mean, Obi's, I, Obi's master also died prematurely. Right. So like and, none of them have gotten the full breadth of what yeah. the training is supposed to have been. And also too, I think his lineage, so I think uh, Master Balaba, his Kanan's master was, I think Mace Windu was her. So I think he's in Mace Windu's kind of like lineage. I think I'll have to double check that. Um, so sorry for him. <laughs> but it is interesting. Cause I think, um, you know, there's, I don't know. Yeah. There's some similarities there. But also, too, the other thing I was going to mention is that um, I think Kanan realizes, like, it's a different situation than, like, other Jedi 
knights and other Jedi masters have had where like you don't really have a choice. Like he basically has to be this. He has to be the teacher. He has to be like the figure, the father figure, so to speak, for the entire ghost crew. Even if he doesn't want that. And he doesn't, he didn't really want that at like uh, one point in his life. If in the novel, um, which brought this up a couple times, but one of my favorite Star Wars novels, uh, A New Dawn, which follows Kanan meeting Hera. Um, Kanan has a very like, he does not want to be like a Jedi, like at first when that mm-hmm. kind of starts off. Um, and he, you can kind of get that vibe from him. So um, anyway, all that to say, I think he has a very interesting story arc. Um, well, part of his story arc that really starts to change is right in this moment. There's a huge jumping off point here. When Darth Maul says he's my apprentice now, he immediately goes on the offensive and literally fucking slices his lightsaber across Kanan's eyes and blinds him. Yeah. And this is why we, you know, this is why later on we see him, he's blind. Um, he ends up take, he's like fumbling while Ahsoka's fighting with Maul. Ezra is up there trying to grab the holocron. This is when the voice starts to talk to him. He inserts it into the temple and that's when we get the, we a fucking weapon. Yeah. We basically. learned that it's not mass like mass destruction. Yeah. It's like a bomb yes. or laser thing. <laughs> and so he's dealing with that. Ahsoka and um, Ahsoka and Kanan are fighting Darth Maul. Darth Maul. Uh, Kanan finds this like old Jedi Knight helmet that he ends up wearing so that he can kind of better focus on his fire and and fight. Um, but as that's happening, another person flies into the fray. They dispatch the Inquisitors. They're basically taken care of. Um, Maul actually ends up killing one of them, and it's one of these moments where he tries to get Ezra to kill her, but he won't do it. And so, you know, he tries to impart to Ezra, like, if you don't kill them, your friends are going to die. And it's it's SMG. Yes, yes, it's SMG. Uh, but then Maul ends up killing her. Yes. That's it, young one. Use your anger. Use your pain. Let it fill you. Fuel you. While Ezra's up there by himself, this other presence makes himself known, and it is fucking Darth Vader. Mm -hmm. And Darth Vader is here to take the holocron. He ends up fighting Ezra and literally breaking this dude's lightsaber in half. He's no match. You have unlocked the secret of the temple. How did you accomplish this? You're smart. Figure it out. No matter, the power within will soon serve the Emperor. I don't fear you. Then you will die braver than most. (laughs) 
there's a very funny moment. Also, fuck Vader for because he has a dope ass lightsaber because it's a blaster that turns into a lightsaber. It's really cool. It's really cool. Um, but there's a great moment where um, Va- uh, Ezra says, "I'm not afraid of you," and Vader says, "Well, then you'll die braver than most." And it's yes, just like, yeah, he's shit. just so full of himself, but it's like warranted because he's pretty badass. But then that's when we get the moment, which mm-hmm. is Ahsoka. Ahsoka comes in and starts fighting Vader. It was foretold that you would be here. Our long-awaited meeting has come at last. I'm glad I gave you something to look forward to. We need not be adversaries. The Emperor will show you mercy if you tell me where the remaining Jedi can be found. There are no Jedi. You and your Inquisitors have seen to that. Perhaps this child will confess what you will not. I was beginning to believe I knew who you were behind that mask, but it's impossible. My master could never be as vile as you. Anakin Skywalker was weak. I destroyed him. Then I will avenge his death. Revenge is not the Jedi way. I am no Jedi. Vader says, just like he tells Kenobi later on in the Kenobi series, Anakin's dead. I destroyed him. And she believes that and starts to fight him. Ezra is yelling for her and, you know, the temple's closing down around them and she pushes Ezra out of the way. The ghost has to fly off. Um, They're able to. He is able to hold on to the Sith holocron. Yes, he keeps the Sith holocron. But essentially, the ending of this episode is complete obscurity. Um, we don't see Ezra. Just thinks Ahsoka has died because the temple explodes, and so he's weeping. Um, they, you know, he goes back to Rex, and Rex is upset, and we don't know what what truly happened in the well, temple. We, do we get. See- we do see so at the end we see vader he's all beat up also i do want to call out specifically there's a parallel between this show and obi-wan where half of literally the other half of vader's helmet is like knocked in Mm -hmm. by ahsoka the other the half the opposite half of what obi-wan knocks off in the obi-wan calls anakin that's where we hear calls ahsoka's name out and you hear both darth vader you hear james Earl jones and you hear matt lanter's voice I know! I got you! Ah! Ahsoka! Come on, hurry! Ahsoka! Ahsoka! Anakin! I won't leave you. Not this time. Then you will die. Ahsoka! 
and she says, I'm not going to leave you. Not going to leave you she, this time. She she has this moment where like she's like, maybe I can get to him, but it doesn't happen. Yeah. And, and so, so we do see Anakin like limping um, at the end of the episode away from the temple because Ahsoka kind of kicks the shit out of him. We'll yeah. just say that a little bit. Yeah. Um, but then we also see an owl and we see Ahsoka. Um, we see like a silhouette of Ahsoka as like there's kind of like closing away from the temple. So it doesn't appear that she has died. And this is where we get into kind of this other part of Rebels where this there's is- this conversation, there's this discussion and lore around the father, brother, and sister who we've seen before. We saw them in the Clone Wars. Yeah. Um, the different manifestations of the Force. So this picks up, I will say, th- this story arc like kind of closes off and we don't really get Ahsoka no. in Rebels up until we get the very to end of season the- <laughs> four, episode 13, right? And mm-hmm. that is a world between worlds. Mm-hmm. And that is, um, we're not going to talk too in depth about that episode, but essentially um, there, like you were saying, there has been an uncovering of this artifact at a temple that has the the mother, the daughter, the father, um, the owl that I mentioned. The father, the daughter, the brother. What did I say? You said the mother, the daughter, the father. Oh, my bad. Whoops. <laughs> um, That's okay. Yes. The daughter, the father, the son. Um, yes. And there's this portal um, that it kind of like leads to and opens. And the mm-hmm. portal leads to what's known as the world between worlds. And it's kind of this, um, I think of it like, I don't I, know, there's portals like you open up and you can scry on different parts no, I have of a, time. I, I have a great representation for this. Okay. So bear with me. Okay. So in like Digimon, <laughs> like when in TV shows where they early, like we're using the internet. Uh, or they were trying to visualize what the internet was. And there was always like these like tubes and shit, like going in different directions and tubes. pathways, like going into different ways. That's exactly what the world between worlds reminds me Essentially. of. Essentially. Uh, but you're right. So it is this kind of like, it's this, it's this access point, right? Of the force where like time, uh, place, um, different things like that all culminate and you can go and revisit moments in time, mm-hmm. um, using the force essentially. Truly wonderful. What is this place? A conduit through which the entire force Luminous beings so we, not this truth factor. Train yourself to let go of everything you fear to lose. What you need, you already have. Unfortunately, you seem to be letting it all go. I won't let him lose his way. Not like I did. That's what Ezra does. He actually is called, he hears Ahsoka's voice, and he heads to a portal. I do want to call out specifically this is after. So one of the, the major beats is that um, 
Kanan dies saving mm-hmm. the ghost crew. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's like an episode or two before this one. And there's like, this presence, there's this presence that like they all feel. And there's this wolf that is like, kind of like, um, anyway, there's like wolves on like the paintings and stuff like that. And it seems like there's like a force that's kind of leading them to a specific place. And that's what we have here. Um, actually, the uh, the way this episode opens is like so fucking cool to me. It's dope. The animation um, and you just of the hear, are really neat. You hear like you hear like the voices of old masters. You hear the voices you of like moments. Yeah, stuff from the movie and stuff that hasn't happened yet. Yeah, you yeah. hear Ray. Like it's very fucking cool. And uh, Ezra is drawn to the moment where Ahsoka is fighting Darth Vader. And you see, you see the door close and you see Ezra get pulled in. And then that's when like the two of them are left fighting. Ezra takes a moment. Um, Ahsoka basically like cuts a hole in the ground. Darth Vader's about to fall in. And just before he is, he goes to strike Ahsoka and Ezra somehow reaches through this portal and pulls her through. Mm -hmm. And so it's suggested that Ezra saved her life. We think, yeah, it maybe. I mean, the fact that she doesn't appear for I think, the rest. I of think Rebels. Vader was gonna get his bitch ass beat up, is what I think. But that's just me. Yeah. But I'm also just a hater and also love Ahsoka. So, so <laughs> we do know indefinitely that that Ahsoka's alive at this point. She gets pulled through the portal, um, and then Ahsoka and. Ezra are somewhat confused as to where they are. Ahsoka recognizes the uh, Morai Al as one of the manifestations of the daughter. That was one of her like familiars or like a, a sim- symbol on the temple of what she kind of manifested as. Yeah, and the daughter actually gave her life essentially back in Clone Wars mm-hmm. to resurrect Ahsoka, mm-hmm. essentially, or to save Ahsoka's life. And and that's that they talk about that. Like yeah. she mentions that, like you know, she gave her life for me mm-hmm. kind of thing. Um and then there's another really weird part when they're in the 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 portal between the portals and the worlds where like basically oh, there's yeah. this whole plot where like Ezra sees that he can maybe save Kanan but Ahsoka has to grab him back and say you know that's that has to basically, happen basically like if you because if you kill if you let him live all of you are going to die right Ezra think about what you are doing I know what I'm doing here in this place I can change things I can stop Kanan from dying you don't know that. Yes, I do. If I can change your fate, I can change his. out of this moment you all die you don't understand what you're asking me to do yes i do you can't save your master and i can't save mine i'm asking you to let go You have to let this happen. He allows it to happen. 
And then they see fucking grandpa ass Palpatine with this like he's like in this portal with this like brazier of fire and he's just like he's he's shooting shooting fire fire at them. It's really stupid. Why didn't he shoot lightning? It's so dumb. It blew like it's blue fire. I don't know. But anyway, it blew. (laughs) This moment blew. The moment blew. But anyway, it did. Uh, It sucked. And then they got they escape, essentially. They escape the temple. Um the rest of the episode essentially is the um, the ghost crew reuniting again and, you know, getting away. There's this big moment in, you know, the rest of Rebels, which where Ezra kind of like disappears because he, he well, basically yeah, creates say, this tactic. Well, Thrawn is still on their tail. They're trying this to is figure a different, out how to defeat him. That's the, that's the finale. That's a different oh, okay. episode. I was going to say, why don't we, because that's kind of the culmination of Ahsoka's story, yeah. right? Like at that, at that yeah. point. Um, and... You know, I think that... I guess that just goes to show, like, a lot of what well, happens s- at the end of Rebels, we're, we're just we're just wondering how that's going to wrap up or how that's yeah. going to play into It's going to be very interesting how people who have never watched Rebels really take in Ahsoka. I also will say, there's a lot of visuals I think a lot of people have pointed out in, like, the Ahsoka trailer and stuff like that that looks like the world between worlds. And that would make sense because I think we've talked... People have talked about, I think there's going to be connections to, like, the Old Republic as well which would make total fucking sense if they go into the world between worlds and somehow like a jedi like gets through from the old republic era i hope revan shows up it also could potentially tie into um jedi fallen order because i haven't actually finished the newest game (laughs) but like i know that there's a uh jedi from the old republic there but i think he's like cryogenically frozen i don't know whatever but like there are there's some options like they have some different pathways Mm -hmm. they can go down but um yeah i would say having finally finished rebels it's going to be very interesting um to see what people who have never watched the show think of ahsoka because i have to imagine like we when we went into obi-wan we were like oh they're gonna draw on like so much of this stuff and then they didn't which was fine that's true but like it feels like ahsoka is a hundred percent gonna be steeped in rebels lore i just hope i know we get thrawn because we're in this world you know world between worlds scenario where anybody could come back at any time i want maul to come back (laughs) I don't think they're going to... I want to see Maul, because Maul is a key antagonist for Ahsoka at this point. And Ezra. Um, yeah. I just, thought, I just think that'd be cool. I would. I just want to see Maul again. That would be cool. Honestly. Like I said, I want to see Kanan, Force Ghost Kanan. Um, I can't wait to see Daddy Rex. I need to see my... Big... They have to have Rex. Daddy like, Rex old Daddy Rex. Rex. Yeah, I, I guess we're moving Wolf. into our, like, real quick hits on, like, yeah. what we think we're going to see, and then if there's anything else we want to call out of, like prep stuff yeah. as the the episodes are about to we drop. We know we're but... going to get Hera, we know we're going to get Chopper, we know we know we're going to get the Rebels. I want to see Rex. I want to see Daddy Rex. I want to see Zeb again. I want to see Callus and Zeb. Yes. I am very into shipping Callus and Zeb right now. Yeah. Um I'm very obsessed with them. Garazeb is his full name. Oh, Garazebarelian. Yeah. yeah. Um I yeah, I mean it's not we even shipping once. them. Like it's 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 got to be. They've got to be a, a thing. Yeah. Like you know, like it They're does. Just so it cute. wouldn't make sense otherwise. Like they've had so They're many like, like moments. Bear uncles. Um. Uh, yeah. I want. I want Agent Callus. Who Agent Callus grew on me as a character yes. like so fucking much. Um. Throughout this show. Um. I want that. Um. I assume we're gonna get Zeb somehow. I don't know if he's gonna have a big role. Uh. Just because. I mean, maybe he will, but we'll we'll see. Um. 
But yeah, those are the main things. I don't have any expectations as to like who else really you know shows I up. I wonder if we'll see the mechanics that Ahsoka spent time with when she was ousted. Oh, that's a possibility. Sisters. Yeah, I would love it if we ha- if we got the Martez sisters. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know if there's so much to look forward. There's to. So much to look but forward also, to. We'll probably talk a little bit more once we see it. If there are some very distinct rebels moments, we can kind of summarize those and oh, go back. It's just a matter of million percent what's actually going to be without getting too much into the ending of rebels because there's a lot that goes on essentially ezra disappears and so that's kind of the crux of what happens at literally the end of rebels and then the beginning of ahsoka we see in the trailers is that sabine is like watching a holocron or a a holocron of um ezra talking to her but we don't know what's going on with him at this moment and Thrawn of course is very much still on the rise he has basically taken over um with Vader as um Palpatine's like premier ISB agent uh and I wonder if we're gonna see more of Thrawn's uh if we're going to see more Chiss or if we're going to see anything with the Ascendancy as well, which I'd also really mm-hmm. like to see. But I don't know if we're going to get into that. I think that may be more of Thrawn's own when we get to Heir to the Empire, maybe. I, we'll see that. And this will tie into kind of the last thing that we can wrap up on. Um, I would be interested for us to get Kadeen Lart, which is a character from the Ahsoka novel who is... She and Ahsoka seem to have like a connection um at some point but they never like actually act on it mm-hmm. um i think it would be cool if they brought her back and they actually give ahsoka you know like i don't know her <laughs> her like bisexual love interest yeah. um and i say that because she had another love interest and in cl- well kind of love you could think they never like de- go into it but there's another character that in clone wars um a guy who she had a I think a crush on or like it seemed like they did. Hmm. Um, so I think that would be cool if they brought Kadeen. And so that kind of brings me to the last thing of like other stuff. Like if you aren't caught up on Ahsoka stuff, I think the Ahsoka novel is a pretty quick read. You could probably get through it between now and the show. I don't think there's going to be too much in that novel that plays in here, but it's just great background. Mm-hmm. Um, it does kind of go into how she got her lightsaber. She actually, um, basically purified the crystals, the kyber crystals of lightsabers that belong to, um, uh, I forget which one it is, but an Inquisitor, which is really fucking cool. That's awesome. Um, That's why her lightsabers are white. I also think that um, if you want to see her first live action appearance, um, she does appear in, I believe it's season two of The Mandalorian. Uh, it's chapter 13, The Jedi, which is season two, episode five. Um, so you can check that one out. Um, there's lots of great Ahsoka also details. Also, misnomer. She's not a Jedi. I know. I know. <laughs> Again, I know. But um, Mando wouldn't know that. He would just see a person with a lightsaber. Right. Like, oh, it's a Jedi. <laughs> so um, that's another one you can check out. I also think there's just lots of great episodes in Clone Wars. You, if you really want to get more of her like origin story, there's a Clone Wars movie, which you can check out that has a lot of details um, from what I understand. Actually, I've not watched it yet um, about <laughs> Ahsoka. Um, and yeah, I think that's kind of like, I think we've hit on like the top ones of like what you would need to watch to prepare, but there's lots of great episodes that focus on Ahsoka in the Clone Wars that just give you background into her character and why she's such a great character. Um, and then obviously too, I think just generally finishing and watching Rebels, like that seems like it's an imperative. Like, heck yeah. I, I, 
I think if nothing else, watching the final season of Rebels is pretty important. (laughs) Absolutely. Well, I think... um... Oh, oh, one last one. We covered Tales of the Jedi on the show. That's another great one, too, for you to check out. That's the one that has Kanan as a child. That is, yep. Um, That's another great one for you to check out if you're looking for just some, some background Ahsoka lore that one actually does some really great things with how she survives order 66 but absolutely well i think that's it for today's 50 episode episode 50 Woo, we did it and i love doing this show with you i do too i love you yay that is it we are at distant echoes sw on twitter and instagram where you can find us each individually i am cassie sulu and tommy you're who Oh, I thought you were going to ask where I'm located in this where galaxy. Where are you located in this galaxy? <laughs> Come on, episode 50. Uh, I am at Awkward Comma on most platforms these days. Great. Be sure to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. And please give us a rating if you can do so. They really help us out. Tune in next time when I proclaim this the summer of Soka. Yeah. 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 And we're actually going to be watching Ahsoka. Ahsoka. Bye. Bye.